thank the Lord for letting the Lord lead you and thank you for those who pray for me and Sister Christy, what you shared before you had uh, sang, it was just what I needed to hear. And uh, sometimes you have a heavy spirit, you know, because of things you're dealing with or facing. And thank God there's, you know, people in the body. And uh, when the Lord speaks to you to pray for them or to speak what God wants you to share, that, you know, when you just let the Spirit of God lead you. You know, you just never know. Amen. Pastor Barry, Amen. Um, this morning, mm -hmm. I, I didn't get too much sleep. That's okay. Go ahead. Don't want to take too much time. Amen. This morning, I was pondering on the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And you know, we always have these two candles here. And I always wondered why we always had these two candles here. Mm -hmm. We lit them for years upon years upon years. Mm -hmm. um, and they're really neat. And, uh, but the Lord gave me something about these two I'm sure there's many, many meanings. But what the Lord said to me this morning was, there's two churches in the seven churches of Revelation, and two churches were not rebuked. And they were to strengthen what remains. And this is the word that the Lord was giving me to share this morning. To strengthen that which remains. And that was Myrna and Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Am I saying that right? Mm -hmm. so, Samaria. Yes. I, yes, and Philadelphia, mm -hmm. the two churches. So you might want to read that. And uh, so here's a graphical picture. The lampstands. Okay, the lampstands. So when you see these, I believe the Lord is saying, look at the two churches. Philadelphia and Samaria. Am I saying Samaria? Is that right? I'll say that Samaria. Yeah. Uh, Samaria. Thank you. Samaria. 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 I was Samaria. right. Samaria. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Um, but these two lampstands, uh, these two candles, um, represent maybe uh, the two churches, and those are the ones that the Lord was very pleased with, and. Um, but he said, strengthen that which remains. Mm -hmm. That was the word this morning. Amen. And I was, I was in a battle getting here mm -hmm. this morning. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. And the enemy didn't want me to come. Mm -hmm. I was going to stay home. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I knew that's what the Lord wanted me to say. Praise the Lord. Anyway, I almost Praise stayed up being lazy. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Thank the Lord. I'm glad I Amen. did. Amen. I'm glad you did Thank you for being obedient to the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. If you will, turn with me to 2 Peter chapter 2. Darren. We're good? Okay. Second Peter chapter two. 
And we're starting on uh, part three. Uh, and the last part of our series of false doctrine, a perverted gospel. Amen. Second Peter chapter two, verse. Um, Second Peter two verse two, amen. amen. <laughs> We're gonna get there, amen. 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 Now look at verse one. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies. Say damnable heresies. Even denying the Lord that bought them. And bring upon themselves swift destruction, and many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with finge words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now oft a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbers not. In other words, it's right around the corner. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spread not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them, with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. And delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. Father God, we thank you for your word today, Lord, that as the word goes forward, Lord, that you would speak to us. Speak through me, Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way, Lord, that you will be glorified and lifted up in Jesus' name. As we finish up this series today, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. So we start, when we first started, we started out in Galatians uh, chapter 1, and we read verse 6 through 12, and Paul was saying that, am I, he basically was saying, am I to please God or to please man? And he said, I marvel that you were so soon taken away from the, from, from the gospel unto another. And he was dealing with the Galatians. He was dealing with those in the uh, Iconium, Derby, and Lystra, which were Galatian uh, cities and um, towns. And he was bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to where they could understand that we are saved by His grace through faith in Christ Jesus. We're saved by grace through faith. Amen? Amen. Not of works, lest any man should boast. boast. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. And so Paul, the apostle, was speaking to them, laying the foundation now that you can't, you can't live under law and grace and truth at the same time. One counsels out the other, right? Amen. We're, we can't be saved by our works. It's not through uh, the, being uh, our, our, anything that we do uh, to merit anything from God. 
And so we covered that, and, and, and if you get a chance to listen to that on uh, the uh, Pleasant Valley uh, channel on uh, uh, YouTube. But I want to go with you part three today in the last part. We're in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 through 6. And they're talking here about the false prophets. It says, beware. You know, we are to beware. Say, beware. beware. Amen. Be alert. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there should be false teachers among you who shall bring in damnable heresies. And, the, you know, damnable heresies. You know, uh, things that are so far off from the Word of God, that are so perverted and twisted, see, that it would lead many astray if a seducing spirit was to allure that person and to ensnare them, and they get carried and tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. That's why we, we said you have to know the word for yourself. Say, know the word for yourself. See, pertaining to the tangible and the spiritual things, one must always understand. You know, if, when something's, if something's not false, then what? It's true. If something's not true, then what? It's false. It's one or the other. It can't be true and false at the same time. Either it's true or it's going to be false. False teaching has always been in effect ever since the beginning or, or the inception of the church. And that's why Paul was, was fighting he, for the faith. He was contending and standing for the faith. Yes. You see? That is the assault on the message of the cross. Because when the devil knows that you are walking in the truth, when he knows that you are walking in the way, hallelujah, then he doesn't like that. You can go to church every day of your life and still be in confusion. Now, make the devil just fine. You can go to church every day of your life and still be led in the, in the way and path of deception. And the devil's fine with that. But when you are walking in the truth, when you understand the word for yourself, then you can't be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. And so when we brought up 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 17, it says, Mark those which cause divisions among you. Remember when we brought that scripture up? Then it was talking about not just in the, in the sense of the application, you can say divisions. Yes, you know, we want to identify those who cause divisions. But it has to do with those who would bring another gospel, another teaching that would divide the body. Remember, right. I've seen, I've, I said before, I've seen church splits over heresy. I've seen church splits over wrong doctrine and teaching. Think about that. Now, we're not talking about things that like, okay, where one person believes in the gifts of the Spirit and baptism of the Holy Spirit and stuff, and then one person doesn't, or one person believes in um, um, the, what part of the rapture, pre, post, or pre, mid, or post. We're not talking about those things. Those are those are just in, those are in-house debates. That's really that's not essential to. In other words, well, if you don't believe pre like I do or post like I do, that's not what we're talking about. Some may have a different view on that. 
Okay, so 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 if a person believes uh, in pre-trib or someone believes in post-trib, then that the one who believes this way or believes this way concerning that, neither one. You can't say, well, you're in false doctrine. You're in false doctrine. As long as you both believe he's coming back, you see, right? Because see, what happens is that that creates division in the body of Christ to keep in-house fighting. Listen, instead of battling over that, see, that's all a design of the enemy to keep the body divided. So that's not what we're talking about when we say false doctrine. Amen. Yeah. But when you say Jesus has a brother named Satan, as taught in the LDS church, Latter-day Saints, right? Or when you're teaching that Jesus is actually Michael the archangel, as taught in Jehovah's Witness, right? Or that you can create your own planet, and if you're pleased with your wife, you can bring her up and you can rule over your own planet and create your own beings, as taught in the LDS Book of Moroni. So they have three different books. You see? A different Jesus, a different gospel, as the scripture says, right? And but not only in their circles, also what creeps into the church of God. We have to be aware of what is being taught. So when you know the word for yourself and you hear something that comes across the pulpit taught as doctrine, there's a red flag that comes up like ding, 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 ding. Whoa, right? Because you know the word for yourself. Amen. And so, when it says mark those that cause divisions among you, sometimes it's not always necessary, but sometimes you do identify those, what they have taught. It's not, again, that you're bringing a personal attack on the person, right? No. But anything that has been publicly talked about, anything that's been publicly said on the multiple masses of sometimes you see something taught where millions or thousands of people watch that same message that you did, right? And it's for the public. And, and so you see uh, a guy named Ray Higgins. He said, uh, Higgins, um, and he has this, uh, thousands of people watch him on YouTube. But he takes the Bible to discredit the Bible. Think about that. Just like Jeremiah Wright. I don't know if some of you heard of him. Uh, he, Higgins preaches black reformation and African reformation theology. So he takes the Bible to cater it to what he believes the gospel should be. Think about that. Well, the Bible never said nothing about that. The Bible says whosoever. The gospel is not just for one race and not another race. The Bible says whosoever shall believe on him. Amen. But yet when he was using the Bible to discredit the Bible, many people were saying amen and and hallelujah and thank you, Jesus. Now, again, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. When you are dealing with something that's being taught, you are addressing what was said. You're not really dealing or coming against an individual. You're dealing what was, with what was said, okay? Because, again, sometimes people, they call themselves having a ministry, and all they do is just attack, 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 right? That's not a ministry. There's a difference between exposing what was said and attacking an individual personally, okay? False doctrine brings division, but when it is exposed for what it is, it will reveal, confront, and eliminate the spirit of division and confusion. That's why Paul had to call out the Judaizers. 
He had to personally call them out and say, no, these guys are bringing a perverted gospel. I marvel that you were so soon removed from one gospel into another. And he had to identify, mark them, which caused divisions among the body. Because their intentions weren't pure, they were, were sent by the enemy to purposely, intentionally, and willfully deceive and destroy the body of Christ. They were on an assignment from Satan himself. And, and we see, you know, today, um, he was on 60 Minutes. He was on um, uh, all of these. And, and still today, after all these years, still won't repent. As I mentioned before, uh, at that time, Bishop Carlton Pearson, big church in Tulsa, ordained from ORU. Thousands of people filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, former Pentecostal preacher who later began to uh, be deceived listening to seducing and lying spirits because they work together, right? And so he began to accept the, the preaching on the gospel of inclusion. And these are some of his quotes. He said this. This is his quote in his 60 Minutes interview. He said, some of them, the world is already saved. They just don't know it, end quote. He said this. Jesus is not a Christian. He was a Jew. Okay. But he went on to say this. God, however, is a spirit and cannot be confined exclusively to any religion, including Christianity. He's not a Jewish or a Christian or a Hindu or a Buddhist, yet he is all of that if we want or need him to be. While at the same time, none of it conclusively because he can't be and, in fact, is not limited to a person or a culture's perception of him. Think about that. So to the Buddhist, he's this person. To the Hindu, he's this person. And, so, and he's talking about God. He's saying whatever you want God to be, that's who he is. Well, Oprah taught the same thing. Oprah brought on a New Age pastor to deceive the masses. Think about that. The, the gospel of Oprah. And think of all the millions that follow her. Think of how she said that she will be the mediator between people who follow her and the spirit of some Egyptian god. And if you want to lay with her where she's buried at, you have to come with a $15,000 price tag, okay? Buried at a certain area. Think about that. Her <laughs> Heresy, madness. But we have these things that people are believing and teaching and even some of it's coming and creeping up in the church where they look like sh uh, shepherds they look like they're they're looking after the flock but they're inwardly they are ravenous wolves they're they're they are uh wolves coming to devour the church verse 3 says and through covetousness in second peter uh, chapter 2 verse 3 it says and through covetousness Shall they with fringe words make merchandise of you whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not and their damnation slumbereth not? We know that if, if people like this don't repent, then, then destruction is their end. In other words, they're, they're, they're making a fool out of the people of God and they're seducing them with, uh, okay, with money. As, as one preacher said, I want you, God told me to tell you to max out all your credit cards. And some of them are still suffering for that today. Well, God didn't tell. If, did God tell you that? Uh, no. Prophet Jones told me that. You know? Right. But did the Holy Spirit tell you that? 
You see, there's a difference. If God told you, if the, if the man of God or whoever says, well, God told me to tell you this, when it comes to something of that nature, the Lord's going to tell you first. So it's going to be an agreement. So when you hear a word, whoa, it, it's, it's, it's confirmation. That's right. Praise the Lord. And so what happened with the uh, Carlton Pearson at that time is that he was rebuked and warned by the different ministers in his uh, group and in his uh, circle at the time. And they, he would not listen to them. And so after pleading with him, they said, have nothing else to do with him. First Timothy chapter four. First Timothy four. Fighting against the fan here. <laughs> the air. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 and 2 says this. Now the Spirit speaketh expressively that in the latter days some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Right. Are we living in the latter days? And so he says in the latter days, some will give heed to seducing spirits. They'll give an ear. They'll pay attention and listen to seducing spirits and, and heed to those things. They'll listen to the doctrines of devils. Verse 2 says, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. In, that, in other words, they're so far past the point where these things don't even affect them. There's no conviction of what they're doing. They're, they're way beyond that. They're on a course for destruction, and their fate is sealed. They won't repent, and they won't turn from those things. And so since, as an example of the man we just mentioned, because he came to the point where he says, I'm going to preach what I want to preach, I'm going to do what I want to do, then Titus says this right here. Titus chapter 3, verse 10 through 11. Titus chapter 3. Wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said they do always err in their heart and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Amen. Amen. And now look at uh, back at the text. And so Paul was letting us know that you have to stand for the faith. Amen. If I don't tell you the truth, then the blood, your, that person's blood is on my hands. Amen. If I don't preach the gospel, if I don't teach it for what it is, Paul says, am I here to please man or am I here to please God? If I'm here to please man, then I shouldn't be called a minister of Jesus Christ. 
We are to preach what the Bible says. It doesn't matter. Sometimes it may be hard on our toes. It's not always for a feel-good, right, message. But the Bible does everything and meets our need wherever we're at. It's to correct us. It's to build us up. It's to do everything that we need. Listen, if, if, if all you hear is these milk talk messages that you hear out here and uh, be a better you and uh, all that different stuff, then you're shortchanging the people. Think about that. If you're up here just uh, being met Reverend Lovejoy, right, and, and, <laughs> and yes, thank God for the positive and the good and all of that, but the, it's not always butterflies, lollipops, and puppy dogs, right? Sometimes you're going to have to, we have to hear a hard word. We have to hear some things, as one pastor said, it may be tight, but it's right. Right? Amen. Praise the Lord for that. Amen. Amen. Man. If I don't warn you and tell you the truth, as, 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 a, as a good parent, if you don't tell your children the truth, if you don't warn them and correct them, right, then you're not being a good parent. Right? Amen. Amen. Or a good grandparent. Same thing as the preacher. Same thing as those who you look over. If you saw destruction coming towards you or towards a person and you don't warn them that destruction is right around the corner, you say, hey, don't go that way. There's a cliff. But you just sit there and let them go anyway, knowing that where they're going, they're going to go over a cliff. They can't see it until it's too late. You have to warn them. When you hear of things that you know is unscriptural, you have to say, hey, no, no, no. Right. You have to contend for the faith. You just can't sit back and just receive and accept it as it is. But you have to stand up for what the Word of God says. Amen. You have different preachers out there that, you know, say, if you, if you send me $100, I'll send you a personal prophecy crafted just for you, or, yeah. right? And he has a son on TV that's doing the Michael Jackson, you know, deal every day and dance and everything. And he's saying, well, you know, send this much and we'll, 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 we'll give you a personal prophecy. Right? I mean, think about that. Right. <laughs> think about the stuff that's, that's, <laughs> that's creeping in here. That's right. And if you want, let's see. Call now for your free written prophecy. Additional prophecies cost extra. Think about that. Think about that. Like, and that's what the scripture says. We're making merchandise of the people. You're making, you're making fools out of them. You're making merchandise of the people. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5. For if a man knows how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? Amen. You have to know how to listen. If you your house, and that's, I think I was looking for a different scripture, but but there has to be order in the house. Amen. Amen. There has to be order in the house of God, because if the house is a house out of order, is a house that's not in order. Okay. There's there's a form of godliness that a lot of them put on that they have this form of godliness. 
So why is it that Satan and his demons, they know who are the real men and women of God? Think about that. Why is it that they know who the real men and women of God are, but those who profess to be born again, they can't even tell who has the good? Think about that. Why can't we have to be able to identify and know? See? Even some of these people they, they draw, you know, you could draw big crowds and praise God for that, but if you're not preaching the gospel, then you're selling them short. Right? Amen. Uh, another gentleman. You've seen him on TV. Uh, had this, he, he said the Lord told him to cut his hair and shave it all bald and, and tattoo himself from head to toe. It looked like that wrestler, Bam Bam Bigelow. Right? And he'll say, bam! Right? Uh-huh. And, and you would have these things like, um, he, he, would, he would say, he would always talk about the angel Emma. Think about that. How he would always see angels, and, and, and this one that looked like Emma, uh, he called her Emma, but she had the face of Catherine Kuhlman. Think about that. And, and yet they had lines where, okay, if you wanted to receive this impartation, then you come into the back after the service. For $100, you receive this anointing. For $500, you'll start off with this level of anointing. For Let's go for 1000 you can receive this level of anointing. Think about that. Does the Bible say that? No. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then people see different signs and everything like that. But remember, the Bible says, you know, there are also lying signs and wonders. Think about that. First John chapter four, verse one tells us to test and to try the spirits, right, to see if they are of God. So though it may look like God, it may sound like God doesn't always mean it's God. Think about that. Or that you can lay over somebody's grave and suck of a believer who's, and you can suck up and absorb that anointing and, 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 and the gifts that they operated in over their life, uh, grave sucking and absorbing their life. That's being taught in the church. Think about that. Lay over their physical grave. This is, and yet people are eating that up. Yes. Think about that. Every doctrine has a spirit behind it. If it's of the Lord, it's backed by the Holy Spirit. If it's of the devil, it's backed by demon spirits. Right. Look, at, look, think about it. When Moses did miracles, he did it by the power of God, right? Yeah. And when, and when um, Pharaoh had his magicians, his men, right? When he did it, uh-huh. they did it by the power of Satan, Satan right? Yep. To imitate what God has done, right? But what happened when, the, the, we, when they laid both of the rods down? Whose snake ate whose snake? I know that's right. Right. God is always greater. Amen. Think about that. God is always greater. I know we went a little longer. We're kind of over time, but if you bear with me, just a, 10 more minutes, we'll get there, okay? We'll yeah. finish this series yeah. up today. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 3.
2 Timothy chapter 3, look at verse 13. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. Look at verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Think about that. And yet you have, you know, you look at certain things today and you see how some people are running around barking like dogs and rolling on the floor. Amen. Is that of God? No. If you're going to bark like a dog, we got a tree out here. Amen. And a leash to tie you up to. Amen. Rolling around and, 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 and falling out and, you know, that's not of God. Deception is Satan's greatest weapon, and he doesn't seek to work outside the church, but infiltrate from within, making a fool of the children of God. Think about that. To misrepresent and to mix up the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, to twist and pervert the scriptures, leaving those in a mess of confusion. That's why you hear certain things being taught like serpent seed doctrine, how, how the serpent impregnated Eve, and you hear, uh, and, and produced Cain. Now, that's not scripture. No. You're being taught, there's things being taught like Jesus died spiritually doctrine, and how he got dragged off the cross and into hell, was beaten up, and, 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 and just assaulted, and, and all these different things. And, and kingdom now doctrine, meaning that when everybody in, in place who are Christians will come into places of leadership. In other words, Putin, he got to get out of there, right? Or, or this person or whoever's in power. It has to be somebody who's born again and filled with the Spirit of God. When, when all these people take place in their positions all across the world, then they'll all say, Jesus, you may now come back. Well, that's not. That's kingdom now doctrine or theology. That's not scriptural. Amen. You have, teach, you have things out there like Christ yoga, right? You can be a Christian and be a yogi. And listen, the original yogis don't like Westerners doing yoga because they do it as an exercise and not as a religion. Because when you practice, when you, when in itself, you have to do the mantras and enter into a whole different type of atmosphere, which actually you, you the study of leaving oneself, leaving one's conscious mind, and entering into another realm and phase. But yet we say Christ, yoga, or contemplative prayer, and all these different things like that. Hey, listen, it doesn't matter if you have New York's bestseller on the shelves. That's right. There's a lot of New York bestsellers, but is it pointing you back to the Word of God? That's the thing. Does that Bible written by that person or, or, or Dr. Jones, does it point you back to the Scriptures? Not every preacher who errs is a false teacher. We can miss it in some areas. Amen? You can err. There's a difference between erring in the word or, and being a false teacher because a false teacher intentionally and willfully deceives. 
as you see with the Judaizers and how they tried to pervert and to twist and to make mockery of the people of God. And so, uh, look at, for instance, you know, you're teaching people that, you know, if you're a Christian, that you can be completely possessed with a demon spirit. Think about that. To where you are completely possessed, to where you have no control of yourself. The Spirit of God lives within you, cannot habitate and share residence with the demon spirit. Amen. If you are a new creature in Christ and the spirit of God lives within you, how can that demon spirit live and, and, and hanging out? Hey, Christ, how you doing? I mean, I'm in here too, just like you, right? That's not going to happen. Amen. Now, now, possession is internal. Oppression is external. Can we be oppressed by the enemy? Yes. We can be oppressed in our mind and our thoughts, or, you know, or, you know, unless the Bible says walk in the spirit so you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. You know, we can be oppressed but never possess. We belong to Christ. Amen. Amen. Right. Amen. One pastor said he had to spend three months trying to do damage control because of that. <laughs> it's just because, see, some Christians, they, they, they cling to their favorite preacher or, 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 or teacher, and then you have to remember that you still, even though you are in love with that personality, you, everything has to be held up against the Word of God. Right. Always. Always. And see, sometimes we can become so immersed into one personality that we never take the time to examine. We just take it for what it is. Everything that's taught and preached, no matter if it's me, who, whoever, Always put it up against the word of God. Amen. Amen. See, the devil loves us to be ignorant. That's why they're saying that you're there saying ignorance is what? Amen. Amen. My people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. Amen. Not only in the physical, but, but in this sense, in the spiritual. What you don't know, what you do know and don't know, listen, it can make you or break you. That's why you have to know the, tr the word, know the truth for yourself. All right, four, five more minutes right here. Let's go to 2 John. The Spirit of God was good this morning, and he just had his way. Amen? Amen. Yes, amen. amen. So we're not going to rush God. That's right. Spirit feels, spirit led. That's right. 2 John. The elder unto the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, and not I only, but also all they that have known the truth. Um, look at verse 5. And now I beseech thee, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which had from the beginning, that we love one another. Now look at verse 7 through 11. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and antichrist. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. 
Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine, what does that word doctrine mean again? Teaching. Teaching of Christ has not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him God speed. In other words, don't even say God bless you. For he that biddeth him God speed is partaker in their evil deeds. So if you, if you even tell him God bless you, which means God speed, then he said, in other words, it's like you are participating in their evil deeds. To those who teach a doctrine anything other than Christ and him crucified. Anything other than this book right here. And so the elect lady in this passage of scripture, some theologians believed her to be the lady involved uh, in the work of God. Uh, who, and she opened up her house to hold church services. Uh -huh. uh, and, and, and another group of theologians, they believed that the elect lady was the one when they called her the elect lady. She was the pastor over that house. That's why uh, she was addressed as the elect, elect lady, and it says, and her children, those who followed behind her, you know, as she preached the gospel. Um, Kenneth Copeland had said this. He says, God says, I am, therefore I say I am, as also said, and he also said this, if Paul had as much faith as I did, then he would have got his healing pertaining to one of Paul's afflictions that he suffered physically. Think about that. Think about that. How boastful and how arrogant to say such a thing. But Jude tells us right here, says, Jude chapter 1, verse 3 through 4, it says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend or fight for the what? Faith. For the faith, which was once delivered unto the who? Saints. Unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. So in other words, this was planned, they, they, this was already pre-planned. They were that these people, men of unawares, would creep in and do what? Ungodly men, turning the grace of God into lasciviousness, and yours says what? Lewdness. Say it again. Lewdness. Lewdness. And denying the only Lord God. Think about that. Denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord has saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterwards destroyed them that believe not. Think about that. Think about that. That's right. That you once believed and then you abandoned that truth. Think about that. You have to contend for the faith that you are not pulled away into some other. We are living in a time today where deception is, deception is rampant. You have deception, and the spirit of, of, of uh, deception is so strong that it's even in the headlines today with, with this whole COVID-19 that we're facing, that even a group, think about this, a group of doctors went to D.C. to tell the truth about hydroxychloroquine 
and all these other things and, and the truth, because you've only been hearing one side, right, by paid and bought for doctors, but then when they speak the truth, YouTube bans those videos because the devil hates truth. Why? So you can push one narrative and push one agenda. And if, as if that person doesn't have a right to speech. Think about that. Think about that. So you only hear one side of one narrative. That's why, listen, and people are shocked. Listen, you have to, in everything, you have to seek out for truth. You have to seek out for truth. Well, now those doctors are lying. Were the doctors lying? No? Well, this one preacher preaches this, and this one preacher pre preaches that. Okay? Well, but what's the truth? What does the Bible say? Amen? What does the Bible say? We have to contend for the faith. Preaching presents the truth. Teaching explains the truth. And we are sheep, right? The Bible calls us sheep. And sometimes the sheep, they're not always the brightest animals in the bunch, right? <laughs> Amen. Amen. But you can be a sheep that's sharpened in the word. Amen. You don't have to be a dumb sheep. Right? You can be spiritually led and led by the Spirit of God. Amen? Amen. And so the last verse right here, and we are done with this series. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 through 4 says, I charge thee therefore before God, and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead, those who are alive and those who are dead, at his appearing and his kingdom. To, number two, verse two says, preach the word. Say preach. preach. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, that word doctrine again means what? But after their own lust shall have or, or heap to themselves teachers having what? Itching, Itching ears. Tell me what I want to hear, Pastor. Tell me. Oh, you're, oh, you're preaching that. Oh, well, now there's the offering. There, there's this. You're not preaching what I want to hear, right? Verse 5, it says, but watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist. And make full proof of thy ministry. Amen. For the time will come where people will not endure sound doctrine or sound teaching. They want their ears tickled. They want to hear all the right things, all the, all the nice things. And that's why we have to contend for the faith and stand for the truth. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for your word, Lord. We thank you for the truth, Lord, for this, this truth that sets us free. It is the truth of your word, Lord God, that sets us free. Yes. Lord God, that's why we have to renew our mind in the word as children of God all the time. Lord, thank you for those who are contending and standing and fighting for the faith, Lord. Thank you for those who will not waver and back down and be washed and, and tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, Lord. 
Lord, let us draw a line in the sand, Lord, where we stand for what's right, Lord God. Lord, that we would stand for the truth, Lord. If others choose to go down the popular path, and if, but it's not the scriptural path, then, Lord, let us say that. Let us stand back and stand with what the Bible says, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.